0: And welcome to the weekly Nintendo News Roundup live with All-In crew every Friday night. Breaks down the week in Nintendo News Fridays here at YouTube.com slash All-In Podcasts live at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Hey, Bowser. Shout-outs to Bowser here in the chat. Shout-outs to everybody uh, hanging out with us live on YouTube. Uh, breaking down this week in Nintendo News, and there's certainly no shortage of it to break down
1: this oh, did week, stuff happen? Eric. Did stuff happen? Stuff happen. Stuff oh, happened. That's good gives yeah. us something to do then here friday night with all of our amazing people good to see good to see you all this lovely friday evening it's going to be a good weekend i have a good feeling about it we're here in june i'd uh, be functionally video game christmas at this point it's been a nuts first uh, nine or 10 days already and we have every every assurance that it can that it's going to continue to be absolutely bonkers uh but but before we get into to all of that, sir, we have to take care of some very important business.
0: yeah, the the important business that we take care of at the beginning of every show, we need to thank the amazing friends and supporters at patreon.com slash all in podcast, bunch of our, our very own cameo fighters. <laughs> there, there you go. That's a very <laughs> that's a very Eric thing to say. That's for sure. Um, so big thanks to our Golden Banana supporters like Rob Yapel, Third Strongest Mole, Sean, Sean Baggins, Ashton, Tim A, aka Neo Prime Thirty Three, aka Nintendo Dad Number Four, Matt, Shy Guy, City Murray, Phelan Ward, Bill Tucker, Marcus O'Neill, Liam D. Bowza, who's here in the chat. Hi Bowza, Gamer Jason, and Andrew Wilkins. Thanks so much to our Golden Banana bunch. But let's thank our Triforce team. Here. supporters <laughs> da- 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 we need to thank Josh Vaughn, the Godfather, of Tingle Love Tuesday, John Dat Fast Cummins of the Retrologic Podcast, as well as the On Topic Retro Podcast, the Globe Trot Jet Set Nintendo Hub and Sparky of the Nintendo Hub here on YouTube, Adam Caparello of the Retro Groove Podcast, as well as Octo Rock 1982 here on YouTube, Shy Guy, the other half of our Shy Guy Mod Squad. Thank you, Shy Guy, Daniel Hosa, Dan and Luma, Solo Something, and the
1: Legend himself. <laughs> The biggest headline from the inaugural E3, Uncle Randy. The inaugural E3 headline,
0: Uncle Randy. We'll go for it. E3 is still alive in our hearts, man. We, in uh, our hearts.
1: <laughs> we that was that was now. just the headline. Just That's Uncle true. Randy. That's the headline. Just those two words. That's it. That's it. Shows <laughs> over, folks.
0: Uncle Randy. Uh, no, we appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you very much for your uh, for your love and support. Uh, keeping the lights on over here. Eric has speaking of keeping the lights on, Eric has informed me that it's storming pretty heavily there in uh in the in the Florida branch of All end Towers. <laughs> so um we'll we'll see what happens, man. <laughs> we'll see.
1: See what um, happens. Let go if I gotta go. <laughs> if I gotta go off of a hot spot on my phone, I can do that. <laughs> Eric's gonna phone in uh <laughs> here. Uh
0: we'll we'll see what happens, man. we we'll hopefully not gonna hopefully stop me from talking okay.
1: about the news this week.
0: That's right. You know, we did have uh hey Lockleth. Lockleth's here in the chat. Uh appreciate y'all. We we had a pretty uh bad bout of weather recently too, and our neighbors across the way have like a tin thing on their roof, and we saw lightning hit their roof. Mm-hmm. Like it just struck their and I'm and I was curious, I was like, like what happens? When lightning hits your roof, I was like, does the, like, what, are they okay? You know? And apparently it's actually like a safety thing because it is safer for lightning, for your tin roof to conduct lightning and then bounce it, like ricochet it to the ground essentially, than it would be for lightning to hit your, say, wooden, you know, roof or, or whatever and catch fire. I didn't know that. So yeah, the more, you know, fun facts.
1: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, the more you know, man. But the more you know, yeah, the more you know.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Lockless said they had an IRL Tears of the Kingdom experience. <laughs> so very much so. I they need I saw, Riku's helmet. They need Riku's helmet. <laughs> I saw the uh, I saw like the little sparks coming up slowly, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, I used to love doing that. And um, and you can still do it in Tears of the Kingdom if you if you get the. Uh, if you get the same helmet, but you can get that lightning immunity helmet and I would yep. just run up on people and yep. just let the lightning yep. strike me.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's very, very good. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, we're here to talk what, about the news. My favorite thing I ever did in that regard was, uh, in tears of the kingdom, you know how, uh, uh like the, the, the enemies use dynamic weapons. A lot yeah. of them aren't prepared to fight you. So they'll just run and grab the closest weapon that they can find. They'll even, if you drop your weapon, they'll grab it. Yeah. So in a, in the middle of a lightning storm, I actually dropped a wooden soldier sword, or a a, a metal soldier sword, yeah. and had one of the lasolfos pick it up, and sure enough, cocoon! That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it, man. <laughs> I just did it for my own edification, but that was so funny. I love that game so much.
0: It's a pretty good game. It's uh, a pretty all good right. game, yeah. Well, we, again, Summer Game Fest happened. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about Day of the Devs, a little bit about Devolver Digital. We're basically going to cover all the Nintendo news out of these, mm-hmm. uh, these shows, but um, what do you say we get into it?
1: Sounds good. There's certainly a lot to get into. Let's properly embrace June and the June Nintendo news cycle. Let's talk about it. Listen! Navi's welcomed
0: us in, and we're here to talk about Summer Game Fest, my friend. So we want to start there. We we have a couple of little, like, other stories, but should we just get right into Summer Game Fest? Absolutely,
1: start? yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's just jump right in, and uh, honestly, uh, there are a couple big Nintendo headlines from Summer Game Fest. Uh, Honestly enough, Nintendo wasn't an official partner, wasn't an official part of Summer Game Fest, but there were actually quite a few takeaways from the Nintendo side of things. As a matter of fact, the very first game they showed off is coming to the Nintendo Switch, which I have uh, since seen a lot of people deride because it's not classic to the franchise. Those people are new and they should really think before they tweet but of course we are talking about the newly announced prince of persia lost crown coming from ubisoft i cannot wait
0: prince of persia tlc don't go chasing waterfalls edition <laughs> we uh <laughs> i it was funny we used to have an inside joke and i worked at gamestop when the the actually I, the, I really liked the 2008 uh prince of persia reboot but we would call oh, yeah, it yeah. t-pop t-pop lovingly uh in the store so a little t-pop tlc announced for january 18th it is coming to the nintendo switch and for me personally i think this was my game of the show like i think it looks awesome it is like you know because the the roots of prince of persia lie in that kind of like side scrolling platformer kind of like methodical but this it it was sort of like a before metroidvanias were metroidvanias Sort of, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, the original Prince of
1: Persia, yeah, like it's true roots. A lot of people look at there's a lot. I I learned yesterday that a lot of people think Prince of Persia Sands of Time was the very first Prince of Persia game. Oh no, my sweet summer child. Way, way before that, the Prince of Persia series started out as a side scrolling, uh, somewhat exploration based a combat-centric platformer. And when I saw this, when I saw it going back to its 2D, you know, Metroidvania, it was a Metroidvania before Metroidvania was even a word, before Vania and Metroid were real mainstays within, you know, the gaming landscape, this was doing it. And I was so happy to see it really going back to its roots, and just like Metroid Dread, just as excited I was to see a triple A, a high-profile Metroidvania game come to uh, modern consoles, I am maybe, honestly, just as excited to see Prince of Persia Lost Crown as I was to see Metroid Dread when they first showed off that trailer at uh, uh, E3 2021 way back when Uh, but yeah, Prince of Persia lost like that's a day one for me. Easy. It looks absolutely great. Uh, just the, the, the classic kind of parkour esque platforming and the combat and the bosses. And it just looks, I'm thank you, Ubisoft. Thank you for doing that. We've been really concerned about the Prince of Persia franchise for the past couple years because of all the stories coming out about the Sands of Time remake and about all the different weirdness going on with that and the multiple delays going back to the drawing board on the visuals. So we didn't really know what the state of the franchise was until yesterday. And lo and behold, Ubisoft decided really to go back to the drawing board on this. Yeah. I don't know if this was a direct result of the, uh, of the reception of the Sands of Time remake trailer, I don't know if this was a specific course correction because of that, but regardless of why it's happening, I'm excited. I am too.
0: Yeah, I doubt it. I think what's probably happening here is I think this is a totally different team. And what what I'm actually kind of... That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, what, what I'm actually kind of hopeful for is that they have, you know, gone back to the drawing board and tried to land on something of a new visual style that is more congruent with the with with Sands of Time that original Sands of Time back on the GameCube like that that game had a sort of like cartoony you know look to it the sort of exaggerated features a little bit cartoonish and that's kind of what we're seeing here um I like the new Prince design quite a
1: bit I do too um
0: I like the you know a lot of the uh the the monster designs that we see Um, in, in the trailer, the combat looks fast and, you know, it looks great, man. Like I'm, I'm really excited for it. Like I said, this, this really impressed me. Uh, it's coming out January 18th. We're going to see more of it at Ubisoft forward, uh, on the 12th. So we'll talk about that a little bit next week. And I'm kind of, there is a part of me that's kind of hoping that we see this and like some sort of like, here is. The Sands of Time reboot, we're, we're you know we're re-revealing it basically, and it's yeah. utilizing an engine that is more in line, like a visual style that looks like the Lost Crown versus the kind of more you know brown and gray realistic look that they initially showed that everybody was so uh, negative to. So <laughs>
1: the the two generation old realistic look that everybody yeah had. <laughs> yeah it didn't look great,
0: and that's why they they had to keep, go back to the drawing board. They have indefinitely delayed it. We but that even that happened a long time ago like early i remember we talked about that around the time we started all in now three years ago so it's been a minute um yeah so yeah anyways i'm excited (laughs) for this i'm hopeful about sands of time and uh it's nice to be excited about about t-pop
1: eric yeah yeah there's uh Uh, another known quantity that uh, going into Ubisoft forward that uh, we can be excited about. So we, I've got to imagine, you know, Sparks of hope is going to be there. I've got, I mean, we know that this is going to be there. So it just makes me more excited for Ubisoft forward, a show that historically has not had a ton of Nintendo representation at it. So we got at least one, we (laughs) we got at least one. We got one guy. We got one. We got one. Uh, But we're waiting on more information for that. Another game that got shown off in a very high profile respect at yesterday's Summer Game Fest kickoff show is a game that has already, frankly, begun its full force media blitz. I am, of course, talking about a little game you might have heard of called Mortal Kombat 1. We got an extended gameplay look uh, yesterday. Jeff Keeley even brought Ed Boone up onto the stage, and actually some good questions from from Jeff Keeley. Uh, but we learned, uh, but we learned a ton. And since then, even since then, uh, they've released a ton of new footage. Gamespot earlier today posted like several full matches worth of footage with the full UI, so we were able to really see you know how things were working, how much damage stuff was doing, what meter and how it was being used and how it all interacted with each other. So like I could, there, there's a couple major points that I'm going to bring up, but honestly, from all the little ins and outs and all the FGC speak that I could go into, I could very easily talk about this for ever. But uh, there are a couple high tube, uh high-profile YouTubers that have already got hands-on with the game that are going to be making impression videos. Maximilian's got hands-on, uh, Rufflemonger got hands-on, several others, and they're all kind of saying the same thing. It's like cameos. These cameo characters basically are the game. Okay. Uh, uh, they uh, Ruflemonger specifically said in a tweet earlier today that they are as integral to the gameplay as the drive system is for Street Fighter Six. Uh, Max said there's a ton of stuff that you can do with them, a ton of ways that they integrate directly into basically all facets of combat, and that the move lists specifically are very large, and there's a ton of potential with all the characters. So, like I said, just individual stuff that I could pick out. I was watching the matches and just you know, making notes and everything, but we are in the full force media blitz for Mortal Kombat 1. Expect Uh, I expect new trailers expect character reveals the combat casts are going to return probably within the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. uh, if not sooner so if you're excited about Mortal Kombat 1 you know there's more than enough media out there to consume already more than enough uh, facts and more than enough uh, knowledge around the game and the characters and the potential and Everything that's going on, the changes that they've made to Mortal Kombat 11, even though, like, the the game was clearly built on the bones of MK11. That's very obvious. But there are still a ton of major, major differences going on. A couple things that I certainly would like to see return, but I just... It's very clear, and even from the name, this was the case, clearly, but it's very clear they are, in many ways, going back to the series' roots. Uh, that's very apparent with a lot of the ways the character look. It's been confirmed that the new Sub-Zero, or that Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat 1, is actually behan who was Sub-Zero in the original Mortal Kombat. Like, it's that kind of faithful to OG MK. And there's a, I've already shown off a bunch of cool fatalities. Jax has his classic MK3 fatality where he grows to the size of a building and steps on the perk. It's, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. I can't wait. There's a couple small things that I'm slightly concerned about in regards to the gameplay, but that pales in comparison to just how excited I am at seeing all of this new stuff. If you're a member of the FGC, I'm sure you're all over it already. Uh, And I really wish you hadn't told me one specific thing, Seth.
0: (laughs) Well, I I sent Eric a screenshot. Uh, I texted him a screenshot earlier today because... You know, it's exciting. Like, I'm a casual Mortal Kombat fan. You know, I, I like it, but I'm not nearly... It's funny because, like, we've been talking so much about Mortal Kombat between this, between All-In quest, which is one of our Patreon-exclusive shows uh, where Eric got into much more detail on uh, on Mortal Kombat 1. It's so... Cl- we need to just get you a fighting game podcast. Like, we need... That needs to be a thing. I we, could we, very easily do we that. We have to... We gotta make some movement on that because it is so <laughs> clear how passionate and knowledgeable you are about this. And uh, there, there's never been, you know, we're in kind of a fighting game renaissance. I'm like, this is the perfect really time are. To, to get Eric a fighting game podcast, man. So anyways, uh, that, that's been in my mind swirling around. But I texted Eric a screenshot of my phone notification that Mortal Kombat 11 had been downloaded on my Nintendo Switch. And mm-hmm. the reason for that <laughs> is because so it's happy. on sale. For $8.99, you can get the Ultimate Edition of Mortal Kombat 11 on yeah, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah,
1: not just Switch. MK11, not just MK11, yeah. MK11 Ultimate, yeah. the final version with all the characters, all the costumes, all the deals, everything is severely discounted on the Nintendo Switch right now. It's a ton yeah. of memory, so make sure you've got enough room for it and make sure you're old enough, you know, because MK is not, you know, for... Uh, for the the super young, yeah. but, but that's a, my God, that's a value.
0: Yeah, dude, like eight ninety nine. I was like, I kind of have to, my wife wants to play it and everything. So I was like, this is a no brainer. And it's, it's, I think, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to get my hands on it too, because I think it'll give us a little bit of an idea of what MK one might, you know, perform like on switch because yeah, it's it almost certainly going to use the same engine and, you know, so I, I'm i looking forward to kind of like tooling around with that and seeing what the deal is, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, MK MKX and MK11, the the kind of, you know, the transition between those two games was incredibly pronounced. MKX was this incredibly fast-paced, rushdown-style game. They actually had a run button, uh, but MK11, much more about neutral and footsies and kind of being more deliberate. It's a much, much bigger much more uh, kind of deliberate transition between MKX and MK11. But it's like I said, it's very clear that uh, MK1 is kind of being built on the bones of MK11, despite all the major clear differences that they are incorporating into this game. The cameo fighters being, uh, you know, uh, chief among them mm-hmm. uh, but yeah there's there there's a ton of stuff to dig into as anybody who's even remotely familiar with the fgc will tell you at this point fighting games have become like basically like chess matches they are incredibly involved there's a ton of stuff that you can do and there's a lot of strategy and there's a lot of mind games and there's there's a lot more that goes into individual fighting games these days than they're used to we have long since gone past the days of just simple you know punches kicks hadoukens and that was basically it so i'm i'm super excited to see how many onions or how many layers the onion of mortal Kombat one has to peel back yeah man
0: yeah it's coming september 19th we don't have long to wait Coming up, just over three months at this point. So, and like you said, the the news blitz is in full effect at this point. We're going to be hearing much more about it between now and then. Ed Boone said as much too. So,
1: yeah, we'll be getting new videos, new media, new reveals, new announcements. We'll be getting multiple, you know, new stuff probably every week. Probably multiple new trailers and character dissections and you know, videos from YouTubers who've gotten hands on. we'll probably be getting more stuff multiple times a week up through December and exciting. beyond, more than likely. Oh, yeah. it was super exciting. Super exciting. exciting. Very cool. Well,
0: I'll tell you what else was exciting. Another uh, huge surprise coming into this. You know, we had sort of thought maybe we'd see like some Sonic Frontiers, you know, the story DLC maybe would be at Summer Game Fest, but we didn't expect that a brand new 2D Sonic... Sonic Superstars, a classic style Sonic game, would be revealed here, and I, it looks awesome.
1: It, it does. Looks it looks so cool. It looks very much like the classic, the the classic style Sonic, but yeah. in three D, the same classic Sonic that we see in games like Sonic Generations and Sonic yeah. Forces, uh, but just basically given his own game, essentially. Yeah. But not just his own game. Uh, tails and knuckles uh, are there and they Amy's also announced there. Amy who's coming yeah. Uh, so yeah it it looks really really cool. they showed off some really interesting uh, little it kind of almost felt like Sonic colors with some of the weird powers that you're gonna get access to. Sonic yeah. and the crew turned into these weird pixelated squids so they showed Sonic like running on the wall at some point and it apparently, a lot of the new mechanics and powers are going to be connected directly to the chaos emeralds. Correct?
0: Yeah. That's what the press release said is that the chaos emeralds are not simply, you know, in previous Sonic games, it's like get the seven emeralds and then become super Sonic and that's it. Well, it sounds like in this one, the chaos emeralds are, are each going to have like those weird kind of gameplay, you know, gimmicks attached to them. So, uh, that, that sounds really cool. You can play the whole thing in local co-op, which is really neat, too. I'm excited to hear the music. I'm excited to see how it feels to play, um, especially the way that, you know, if, if Sonic Mania, for example, is anything to go off of, you know, 2D Sonic's been pretty good, you know, comparatively lately. The Sonic Origins collection came out, and the response to the way that game felt to play was really positive. Um, some of the weird, like, deluxe edition nonsense with it was was odd, but Notwithstanding, actual, you yeah. Know? Yeah, like the actual, you know, the, it seems like Sega has at least something of an understanding right now of the way Sonic should feel in 2D. And that's nice because um, I've heard reports from people um, who have played it at Summer Game Fest who are like, yes, like this game is fantastic. Steve Bowling uh, from Good Vibes Gaming said it's his game of show. So I, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. It's coming this fall. Uh, full retail price. Fifty nine ninety nine for the standard edition. There will be a deluxe edition because, of course, there will. Um, of course. But I mean, look, man, let's let's go. Like, let's see, fifty nine ninety nine two D Sonic game. Let's do
1: it. You know, I'm super excited for this game. But if I'm going to criticize Kirby for something, yep. I can't really let it get. I can't really let Sonic off the hook for it. Uh, the fact that it's only local co op is really weird because i mean i feel like we should be able to make online co-op with games like this work we have made it work with several other games so i'm there's not a doubt in my mind that all the people at summer game fest that are playing this already are right on the money i'm sure this is going to be great like i said i know we've been burned by sonic games in the past i know the last time they tried a 2.5 d sonic game it didn't go well Uh, I still, you know, the memories of Sonic the Hedgehog 4 are still fresh in my mind, Uh, but I am still super, super excited for it. But like I said, if I'm going to criticize Kirby for it, I can't let Sonic off the hook. I really think the online, I, I really think the multiplayer should have an online component, but... But it doesn't, and there's really nothing I can do about it. So, yeah, but I mean, you, look, it,
0: it's one of those <laughs> things. It's 2023. It always feels weird when a, when a game with a strong online component doesn't offer, um, or sorry, a strong co-op component strong co-op, doesn't yep. offer an online version of it. That that is always strange in 2023. Yeah. But it is what it is. As long as the game's good, I'm going to be happy. And it sounds like it is. It's coming this fall. We don't have a hard release date uh, at this point. I'm sure we'll get that, you know, soon. Um, another thing that was a little bit strange to me, not that we didn't know this was already happening, but Onapurna's interactive showcase was dated here. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, it was funny. One of the things I was kind of like throwing out there as a prediction was that we would get some sort of neon white expansion or spinoff game. And they said like, here's like a tease of some of the stuff you can expect to see Mm -hmm. at Onapurna's interactive showcase on June 29th. And it showed... Stray, Stray, and neon and white, neon white, and I'm yep. like, so, so hang on, like, like what? Are you tra- These are known games. Are like, is Stray gonna come to Switch?
1: That's what is- I was. I don't know. I was wondering if maybe you know, it was just an unaperna sizzle reel, like, hey, he's here are the games that you know us for. Be excited for the games that you're gonna. S-. So I don't know if maybe I, I'm I'm trying to temper my expectations just a tad and saying to myself it was probably just a sizzle reel maybe a slight disconnecting communication between yeah. the script and the the video editor but it could also be yes stray being confirmed for other platforms yes neon white getting a big content update so yeah fingers crossed for both of those because both of those would make eric very happy
0: yeah bowser says stray to xbox which
1: is probably true that um, yeah it could yeah. it could it's, even be it's coming to xbox at some point absolutely yeah. Yeah, it it's could, absolutely it, come to Xbox at some point.
0: It, it could even be like uh, like Stray DLC or or something like that. That's you true. Know? That's it's, true. But you know, let us hope. You know, let us yeah, hope. I would.
1: I specifically, <laughs> I've predicted Stray coming yeah. to to Nintendo Switch. Granted, that was much more wish fulfillment on my end than anything else. But I would still absolutely love to see that happen. It was one of the biggest. I mean, it's like Anipurna is getting so big. It's getting kind of hard to call them indie but i mean we did an indie showcase on neon white and we uh it was our indie game of the year for last year so i mean but still i would love to see stray on the nintendo switch and if we're getting more content for neon white that would make both seth and i incredibly happy
0: yeah well they they showed not only did they show neon white and stuff but they they also they they had the that Lorelei and the laser eyes was in there yeah. Um Open roads was, was in there. That's the new game from Fulbright. I'm really looking forward to that. Outer wilds uh, was in there. And then they teased at the mm-hmm. end of it, our biggest announcement yet at the very end with a strange like shot of like an eyeball. So I I don't know what the deal is with that, but I'm looking for, I mean, look, I, I like Annapurna's showcases have been solid. Yeah, um, and you they know, put out and, good and,
1: stuff too. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I watch Annapurna just to see the games at yeah. this point. Not even just to see like Nintendo Switch headlines that we could potentially talk about on the show. Annapurna puts out good stuff. I would even if we mm-hmm. didn't do this show, I would be watching the Annapurna Showcase.
0: Yeah, June 29th, ninth. Mark it on the calendar. Looking forward to it. A um, couple other things to quickly hit uh, here from Summer Game Fest. Now this was not like a a show that was packed with you know, Nintendo content or whatever, but we did get confirmation. Yes, Your Grace Snowfall coming next year will be hitting the Nintendo Switch. Honestly, I don't know much about this. Um, I, I've heard like the title, Yes, Your Grace, but yeah, I don't know much beyond that, to be honest with you.
1: Unfortunately um, for me, and I think for a lot of people, this is one of the games that just kind of got sucked into the void of the middle of a lot of the other bigger announcements, a lot of the more high profile uh goings-on at summer game fest because unfortunately there was a lot of that going on during the show and uh we, we seth and i did a full breakdown of the show on SideQuest. so if you want to hear our full thoughts and you're a patron definitely check out this week's side quest uh, we're actually going to be doing full breakdowns of like all the major shows on SideQuest for the rest of the month so if you want to hear all of our full thoughts on everything then make sure to become a patron. But just from a Nintendo standpoint, yeah, this kind of got sucked into the middle of of a bunch of other—I don't want to say mediocre trailers, but a lot of other just kind of samey feeling trailers. Yeah. I hope it's great, and I'm glad that you know we got to see another game coming to the Nintendo Switch. But try as I might, like I couldn't get myself excited for it, even after I saw the Switch logo. But yeah. I don't know, maybe subsequent, maybe subsequent showings off will change my mind.
0: Yeah. Cue the YouTube commenter who's going to say, well, actually, yes, your grace is amazing and you guys are idiots. So,
1: hey, maybe. I hope it is. I I hope it is. Absolutely hope it is. Um, But I mean, I certainly care more about our friend Lockleth.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Lockleth, who's uh, who's here watching us live on YouTube right now, uh, is very excited for a faith arm as she yes. says, was <laughs> Fave, cool. Fave Arm, arm. <laughs> Fave <laughs> Arm coming <laughs> September 8th, which looks to be a kind of like life management, Stardew Valley farming sort of thing,
1: but with fairies, a- AKA Lockleth, the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's right. I mean, it couldn't be more up her alley and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's not for me, but I'm very, yeah. I'm happy. She's happy. It's September yeah. 8th too, which is uh, Lockleth and I's birthday month. So for all the Virgos out there, uh, Fay Farm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hashtag Leo. Uh but yeah, if you want to see if you're uh, excited for Fay Farm, yeah, make sure to follow our friend Lockley. I guarantee you oh, she's yeah. gonna be creating a bunch of content around that. So if I'm that's a sure game you're will. interested in, make sure to follow her. Yeah,
0: I'm sure she will. That's Lockleth
1: here on YouTube.
0: Eric, let's talk a
1: little bit uh,
0: about Day of the Devs. Because, again, Summer Game Fest didn't have a ton of Nintendo headlines. Day of the Devs didn't either, but there was one in particular.
1: (laughs) There was one (laughs) in particular that uh, was, you know, if you're a longtime fan of All In... A very long time. (laughs) A very long time fan of All In, a reveal that was spoiled for you about three years ago to the day as a matter of fact wow Yeah. yeah we figured it out it was to the day
0: so okay backstory here we knew coming into day of the devs that we would see the reveal of greg lobanov's new studio wishes unlimited that we would see their game greg lobanov for those who don't know is the developer of Song, chicory and you know he and that core group of people who made those games uh founded a new company wishes unlimited and they said hey our debut title is going to be a day of the devs and it kicked off day of the devs sure enough and uh as we're watching this reveal trailer for this their new game, Beastie Ball, I'm, th- I'm like, oh my god. This is exactly what Greg Lebonov said he would like to make on All-In Episode 1, which debuted June 11th, 2020, nearly three years ago. And Eric actually went back and realized that, no, we literally recorded that interview with Greg, our first ever guest on the show, our first ever interview on All-In Nintendo podcast on June 8th, 2020. So exactly three years to the day after he said it to us, his dream game is revealed <laughs> at Day of the Devs, which is, because we, for those who have never listened to the podcast, links are in the description and we, we highlight independent developers and independent games every week on the podcast. And Greg being our first guest, he was also the first person to answer the same question we ask every independent developer, which is, if Nintendo approached you to make a game using one of their IP, what would it be and why? He said Pokemon, but he he said like, I'm going to misquote him, but he's something to the effect of Pokemon's always had this weird tension where you're having your friends, the Pokemon, fight yeah. each other and it's weirdly yep. violent. I would love to make a Pokemon game something like Pokemon, but it would be so much better if they could compete in ways that are nonviolent, say sports like volleyball, perhaps. He specifically
1: <laughs> says volleyball in the interview. He specifically, and not just like in a, in and amongst other sports. It's not yeah, just he pointed like, that. Oh, he specifically <laughs> highlighted volleyball as a game. It wasn't just like, Oh, maybe they could play baseball or soccer or basketball or volleyball. It's like, no, he specifically said volleyball. And I was watching the reveal and I was thinking to myself like, why does this sound so familiar? But thankfully Seth has an even better memory than I do. And he was like, do you realize he told us about this? I'm like, I knew I wasn't crazy. I was freaking out. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, this is Greg's
0: dream game. And, and yeah, so I went and dug up the clip and posted that on Twitter and that was super fun. So, I mean, no, when you're watching the trailer for beastie ball, if you're a fan of Wander Song, Chicory, good. So are we. But know that Beastie Ball is a literal dream game for this person, and this is something that he, again, recorded on the first episode of our podcast. Has said that that is his dream game. So, and it's coming to Kickstarter at some point in the very near future. We'll talk about it when it does. Um, can't wait. Uh, yeah, Eric's Eric's reaching back for his Wander Song uh, plushie. So we're huge fans of this guy. He's been on the show uh, multiple times now. He's on episode one. He was on episode 100. He will certainly be back on the show in the future. And uh, we have a lot of love for him. We wish them all the best, no pun intended. And we can't wait to support the Kickstarter campaign. Cannot
1: wait. Yeah, both Seth and I are going to be backers on that. You'll probably see us in the credits of that game.
0: Thousand percent. Can't wait, Beastie Ball, and I mean look, that's a the game is exactly what it says on the tin. It is a Pokemon style sort of creature collector experience, but with volleyball. And I'm sure it's gonna have all of the heart and love and and you know, humanity and passion that Greg's games always do. So I can't wait. Lena Rain is back to compose the music after her turn on Chicory, and I mean so Greg lebanov plus Lena Rain equals Instabuy. Like for me. Like it, it, there's no question. It's going to be incredible.
1: Either so. one of those names is an Insta buy for me, but yeah. I, I, it's, it's absolutely going to be a game that I play in hundred percent and love till the end of time more than likely. But I would be remiss if I didn't say one thing, being somebody who grew up and really came into his own as an adult in the nineties. I just, I couldn't help but like, think, when I heard beastie ball, like some kind of, like in my mind, I was thinking Trey Parker and Matt Stone basketball oh, with sure. the beastie boys.
0: <laughs> All right. I could see that. I mean, you know, I, maybe there's some beastie boys, you know, reference in there or something. That'd be good. Um, yeah. I, and I'll, I'll special shout out to the BC, uh, the beastie ball press kit. I yeah. just got to say as somebody who interacts with <laughs> press kits a lot and as somebody who, you know, I, I like making all the artwork and the thumbnails and stuff and all this, like I interact with press kits quite a bit. That is probably the best, most thoughtful press kit I've ever interacted with. Like just separated, uh, art assets, the background, the logo, the character artwork, all s- nice and clean and separated and high quality. Mwah. Chef's kiss.
1: Shout outs yeah. to, uh, to the beastie ball team, man. Can't it's wait. almost as if they want people to interact and cover their game. You know, that I'm just
0: saying. I'm just saying. Uh, so, anyways, yes, of course, we're very excited for that. Not a but lot yes. of other, uh, and and again, this is more so just an assumed thing. Greg's other games have come to switch. I have to imagine Beastie Ball will as well. It's, it's,
1: it's going to. Yes, it wasn't yeah. officially confirmed to be coming to the Nintendo Switch, but I mean, come on.
0: And it also has so much history with, with us, you know, that we just, we, we had to share that story. Yeah, uh, so, I'd be surprised and, if you and I weren't beasties in the game for heaven's sake. <laughs> <second. laughs> we, we should be. Should um, be. <laughs> There's a, a couple other things to mention here. There's this really cool looking game called Haunty. Haunty. Um, H-A-U-N-T-I-I, which is uh, coming next year for the Nintendo Switch. And it's an interesting-looking game with a very striking art style, kind of like a pencil sketch-looking art style, where you play as this this spirit, essentially, possessing items and and things in the world to interact with and solve puzzles. It looks really cool. I'm intrigued by
1: it. So... Uh We'll see, yeah. Ad- admittedly, yeah. Day of the Devs, Wholesome Direct, like those are typically shows that we get a ton of headlines from and a ton of stuff to talk from. This one, weirdly enough, not so much. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. I think, in and of itself is an interesting takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um Just because, and it makes me wonder, I honestly think just just that alone, just because of how Nintendo packed a lot of these indie shows are, I honestly think that lends more credence to this idea of a partner direct from Nintendo this month.
0: Yeah. It either means something or it means nothing. So we'll see. I think so though. I I, I think we're, we're going to be gearing up for that pretty soon. They also showed new trailer for cocoon, um, which yep. is still slated for this year. No release date, but, uh, but cocoon, continues to look awesome and that's that's coming at some point this year the nintendo pals i believe do have that in their fantasy critics so i can't stick on it for too long just in, you know for, for <laughs> just sure on of interest. yeah <laughs> but uh but but cocoon continues to look good they'll probably yeah. get some points for that one we'll see <laughs> yeah, Cocoon just
1: just feels like the game that slots into that, that uh, like, Death's... Uh, Death's
0: Door, Tunic. Death's
1: Door, Tunic, yep. yeah. It yep. just kind of feels like it slots right in there with those games. Yep. So, we'll check it out. But, you know, talking about shows that we don't really have a lot necessarily to talk about from, we should at least mention the fact that the Devolver Direct did happen.
0: It did happen. It was a it thing. Did it did happen. Was- The show of all time.
1: It was the (laughs) show of all time. It was incredibly bizarre, but weirdly enough, like like there weren't any Switch logos. And ironically enough, uh, the Devolver Directs have also been very Nintendo Switch-heavy presentations in the past. Uh, We've been able to reliably talk about quite a few really interesting-looking games from past Devolver Directs, but really not so here. Wizard with a Gun... Bizarrely, hasn't been confirmed for the Nintendo Switch. Talos Principle 2, admittedly, doesn't surprise me, hasn't been confirmed for the Nintendo Switch. And then they only showed off two other games, as Devolver has unfortunately kind of want to do the past year or so. They much more cared about their framing device than the game trailers themselves. So not really much to talk about from the show in particular, but it happened.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's the the proper assessment is is they care more about the the production of the show than than the announcements. Um which is fine, whatever. It, it is what it is. Uh I will say the the only sort of switch adjacent headline coming out of it actually happened during the pre-show. Uh, which is that shadows of the damned remastered was confirmed uh, and revealed during the pre-show like countdown clock. Uh, The full reveal is happening at grasshopper manufacturers 25th anniversary event next week on June 14th. I cannot wait for that because I can't wait to not only hopefully Suda has been a little coyly teasing that you'll be able to play shadows of the damned in handheld, which to me has to mean it's coming to switch. Um, I love that game.
1: Yeah, you pointed out to me that it could also mean Steam Deck. It could, uh, it could. Or but probably. I really hope it does mean Switch. I really hope it yeah. means Switch. They're I not so. necessary. like, Suda's games are rough around the edges to be nice about it, but, like, there's still just something about them.
0: Well, Shadows of the Damned, I think, is actually the prettiest game. Maybe, like, if, I mean, No More Heroes 3 is more modern, certainly, but Shadows of the Damned, like, the art direction of that game in the colors like it's it's a pretty game but it's still that game was on ps3 and xbox 360 like it can run on switch so i <laughs> i i am very hopeful that this that this will come to switch uh we'll know more on june 14th and i'm sure we'll talk about it next week on the show i'm very very excited uh, and I'm excited to see what else they have because they're doing a whole 25th anniversary event. It yep. can't just be this. But um, but yeah, that was literally it for Devolver Direct. We've got uh, events coming up this weekend. So tomorrow we've got the future of Play Direct, which I'm very excited about because Analgesics already confirmed the full reveal of their next game there. Probably going to yep. get a title, going to get to see more of that bump slash combat. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> and I'm also kind of... Um, kind of low key hoping that maybe this is where Stephanie is on switch, which has been like openly confirmed. And like, they've basically said like, it must just be the publisher waiting on the right time. I I don't know. Um, but it's done. Like they, they literally said it's done.
1: The developers told us.
0: Yeah. It's coming to the Nintendo switch. I mean, yeah. Like, like Melis on, not only on the podcast, but even on Twitter, he's been like, yeah, like we passed, like the game is done it's ready it's sitting done and finished um i'm assuming they're just waiting on whoever the publisher is to find the right time to release it so i'm, I'm kind of <laughs> hopeful that it's here um, hey look we're
1: announcing this i'm like we know yeah we're just thankfully we're just waiting
0: f- tick tock yeah. man uh so hopefully that's that's a thing i cannot wait for that they've become my favorite independent developer i just i love their games um yeah, check out anodyne direct-
1: 2 check out yes yeah.
0: Yeah, even the Ocean, Anodyne, and Anodyne 2, um, all on the Nintendo Switch. And I've talked about them all on the show. Uh, Wholesome Direct is also happening that same day at noon Eastern. Uh, yep. Always a good show. Always some good Nintendo headlines there. Definitely tune into that. I believe, speaking of Lockleth, I think Lockleth is live reacting to that on her channel. So I might hang out with her and, and watch that uh, tomorrow afternoon. And then the future game show is happening at 1 at p.m. One, Eastern. yeah. So, we got that going on. Sunday, of course, is the Xbox Game Showcase at 1 p.m., uh, immediately followed by the Starfield Dedicated Direct. We'll probably get some Nintendo Switch-adjacent stuff there. That usually happens, like games shown there that are also coming to Switch. Some stuff that's already been leaked, unfortunately, um, that is also already confirmed for Switch. So, we'll talk about yep. that more next week.
1: <laughs> yes, um, we will.
0: <laughs> Ubisoft Forward, we've already mentioned, is happening uh, on the 12th as well well at 1 p.m. eastern and then the Capcom showcase happening on the 12th at 6 p.m. eastern. So we got a lot coming up next Bad week and that the we're going to Grasshopper Direct. Yeah, yeah, we've I mean all of that, we've got all kinds of stuff happening next week that we're going to talk about on between this show, between All In Side Quest exclusively on Patreon. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, but Eric, speaking of Capcom, we should talk about this uh Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak digital showcase that happened. The final one
1: the final one for the bonus update that was released this past week for monster hunter rise featuring the final monster to be added to the game that we're aware of. I mean, it was, it was pretty clear the finality of it all because it was wrapped around this entire development round table, looking back on the development of the game and we get first dibs at all these, the, the past several updates are coming in a couple months all in one big swoop to next gen consoles, but the final update is already out on the Nintendo Switch featuring uh, the, you know, the final monster what was a corrupted primordial, uh, primordial, primordial, primordial Malzano. Malzano. Yes, yeah. yeah, and it makes sense that a version of Malzano is the final monster, considering Malzano is the game's flagship. Well, it's Sunbreaks flagship monster so it did make sense that the final monster added was a souped up corrupted super saiyan version of the uh of the showcase monster but uh but in addition to to that they added a they've mentioned a couple other tweaks that they made to the game at this point it's honestly just too much to even talk about but um uh, Uh, They did uh, specifically mention that even though this is the final content update, they will be adding new event quests through the end of next month. So I believe July 27th will be the final event quest added to Sunbreak. So technically, we've still got new content coming for another month and a half.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah so i mean like it's still it's a staggering amount of content for the game uh the team should be very proud and it's great to uh to be able to kind of take this victory lap with it and uh i mean there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of stuff to do in monster hunter rise sunbreak so uh cool kind of final update did did shadow drop uh during the uh the digital showcase as well so very very cool Uh, We got that. That happened. We got a new Pikmin 4 trailer, which was cool. Showed some character customization, Eric. This was surprising to me. I
1: actually didn't expect this. I didn't either. It doesn't... I mean, it looks like it's basically an Olimar meme maker for all intents and purposes. But it's cool that they have that in there for the sake of representation. And you know, just a little bit of customization really helps put you in your character's shoes a little bit better. Uh, We've already seen a bunch of other stuff from the game. It's coming next month. Yep. Uh, But, you know, just continuing to show off fun, new little features that makes Eric happy. I'm very excited for the game. I'm obviously going to pick it up when it comes out. We're going to be doing a review of that game, probably right at the beginning of August. But yeah, Pikmin 4 looks like uh, it's going to continue the, the trend of Pikmin games being Pikmin good.
0: Yeah, well, let me stick on Pikmin for for a second because here's my thing. You know, I I've always I, I've always felt like there's a wall of glass between me and Pikmin. I like them okay. all a lot. Um, I've I I've played them all, and I and yeah. I really like them all. But there's always been just so, I, I've never like loved Pikmin. And I don't know if it's because, like, I really love the gameplay. I think it's super impressive and accessible, mm-hmm. considering that this is effectively Nintendo's take on a real-time strategy game. Like, resource management and things. Like, it, for for it being what it is, it's very impressive, and I and I do like it a lot. I've always felt like I should love it more. And I think that at least some of that has to do with, like, I feel like I can't really connect to, like, the world and the characters as much as other Nintendo games. They're very story-light, and even the characterization of the characters is very kind of hands-off. I like all the characters, I like the designs, I like the art, but we don't get that much from Pikmin in that regard. And so I think even just simply allowing me to make my own character and interact with this kind of world that way, I think has me excited to like bridge that gap for me a little bit. I think that might be like a a step in the direction of like what I feel like I've always been missing from Pikmin, which is a way to just sort of like connect to its world more. So I'm actually really excited about just being able to make my own character, which is weird. I didn't think I would have that reaction to it. And I also think that, um, I I feel like we're going to follow a similar trajectory to last year when it relates to Nintendo's presentations. Because last year, at the end of June, um, we had two things. We had a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 sort of direct, and Mm -hmm. that was followed by a partner showcase the following week. And I think we're going to get the exact same thing this year. I think we're going to get a Pikmin 4 direct, 20 minutes deep dive let's talk about pikmin for get you know drum up the hype cycle Mm -hmm. and then the week later a partner showcase i think we just get that again
1: i would not surprise me at all if you were right on the money for that that would not surprise me at all uh i mean you and i were going to pick up Xenoblade chronicles 3 anyway but that was a really good showcase for that game um and i because that game also released in july as well so yeah yeah, I think
0: it's just, I think Pikmin 4 is slotting into exactly the Xenoblade place of last year, which I think is great. So I'm looking forward to it, man. This actually, I feel myself getting more and more excited for Pikmin
1: 4 as time goes on, which, which is nice. Like, I, I, I like being excited for things. Well, I think another big part of it is when you have a game like Zelda come out, like that absorbs so much of your excitement and That's your true. your hype that it's hard to be excited for anything beyond that. But once you get to play something, once you get to experience, you know, as, as terrible as, as it is to say, the anticipation is gone. You've already yeah. experienced it. You may have had a phenomenal time with it, which we did, but you have finally been able to move on to be excited for other so future things. we cooled things. off a little
0: bit. Yeah. 150 hours later, we've cooled off a bit, <laughs> right? Yeah. So.
1: But now that the most anticipated game on the Switch over the past few years is out and we've been able to to have our hands on it for, uh, like you said, 150 plus hours, we can allow ourselves to be excited for stuff past that now. And I right. think Pikmin 4, I will be interested to see what the sales figures for Pikmin 4 look like.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's. I think it's position. I think that's why, I think Nintendo knows that they kind of need to like, come out swinging with the marketing on this because like I think it has the potential the Switch audience is more engaged than ever before and mm-hmm. Pikmin 3 Deluxe did like pretty well but like Pikmin 4 I think could if if they handle it correctly could be the best selling game in the franchise so wouldn't we'll surprise see, me
1: wouldn't surprise me at all it.
0: Uh, want to hit this real quick before we get into notable releases though, Eric, an exciting new announcement that I frankly did not see coming this week. New DLC for TMNT Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shellshock, uh, coming at some point, it's going to add a new game mode, new player color palettes and new playable characters, plural, uh, yes. including the, the rabbit warrior himself, Usagi Yojimbo.
1: Yeah, that is oh, no. one thing not a lot of people have really been talking about in regards to this trailer. There was an S at the end of that word, character, in the uh, in the DLC trailer. So Yusagi Yojimbo will not be the only, but I mean, uh, a lot of TMNT faithful, a lot of classic TMNT fans are going to be incredibly stoked. This is, like, this is very much, mo- when it comes to, like, classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, this is the guy that you would want to bring in. Absolutely, 100%. I'm excited. I've got friends who are lifetime TMT fans that practically went into a hype-based coma when this was announced. They're, they're, yeah, I, I cannot wait to play as Usagi Ojimbo. I will be interested to see how much new content, how many new stages, and how much new gameplay uh, is actually going to be added here Uh, I knew uh, they're adding new colors, uh, which, you know, good. Finally, I think that's going to be really cool. But just uh, honestly, they could have just added the character and people would have been hyped through the moon. But we're getting a little bit more than that. I would like to see how much more. But I mean, still, yeah, this is day one for us, obviously. Yeah.
0: Sorry. I was trying to mute my mic off and on my dog. My, my wife just got home. So my dog is barking. So if y'all hear a cameo from my dog, that's what's going on. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for this man. Uh, it's the game's great. Like Shredder's yeah. revenge is super fun. It's fantastic. And- yeah. And, and like to have more content, you know, coming for, for this game is, uh, is exciting. And like the playable characters, I mean, there is such a deep well of characters to, to choose from. Uh, my, my first thought is like the punk frogs are already in there. Like they're, you know, (laughs) just make them make the bunk frogs playable. (laughs) Just make them playable and then swap it out to where that moment in the game is the turtles. Instead. do Timu give
1: us a TMNT fighting game in the same, please, (laughs) please just give us a TMNT fighting game in the same style as shredders revenge. You've got all these characters in the game already. You're adding more just please.
0: Yeah. And I, and you know what though, even more exciting to me than that is I believe T lopes is already confirmed. (laughs) He did Uh, new music as well.
1: So, yep. the music in in that game is amazing. Music in that game is absolutely stunning. Yeah. Sam's here in the chat says fugitoid. Let's get fugitoid playable. Fugitoid. I want to see fugitoid just because that would remind me of TMNT smash up. I know that's just me, but you know, still (laughs) favorite game, my favorite (laughs) game of all time, Uh, but super excited for this. I I do want to say, This completely overshadowed another DLC announcement, which I'm also really excited for. Another really cool beat-em-up is getting another massive dose of DLC soon. Dawn of the Monsters also announced, like, within 15 minutes, uh, I can't remember on 15 minutes before, but right around the exact same time that the Timu announced uh, the Shredder's Revenge DLC, Dawn of the Monsters Arcade Edition DLC plus character pack is going to come uh, to the way forward, kaiju beat 'em up. They're going to include a new character, Meteor Timujin, Arcade mode, fifty new skins, uh, including a free up. That's paid DLC, but a free update is going to include new story plus, new game plus plus plus, and plus plus plus. Uh, new trials and a full Japanese voiceover. So. A ton of content coming very soon to another really cool beat-em-up that we think you should check out, Dawn of the Monsters. Uh, I I can't wait to dig into both of those. And
0: Kaiju. uh,
1: (laughs) Kaiju, yeah. (laughs) Kaiju. That's all you need to know. Just Kaiju. Kaiju. Uh, But here, right before we get into the notable releases, just two quick PSAs. A big run this weekend in Splatoon 3. Oh my God, is it? I didn't realize that. Yes, big run this weekend in Splatoon 3. Uh, oh. Going through the 11th, uh, you've got 48 hours to to jump into the next Splatoon 3 big run going on this weekend. I'm going to try to find some time. I really want to. I really want to. I'm going to try to find some time. But yes, big run is going on. And it's not happening this weekend, but next weekend. But those terror raid battles for uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, they had to cancel because of an right. error in the game, because of a bug, those have been rescheduled for next weekend. So okay. chestnut iron treads and great tusk. Those raid battles are going to be next weekend now. Yeah. So, huh. but yeah, so thanks much for, for this week that. to talk. I about. completely yeah. forgot
0: about that. Yeah. Thanks for flagging that man. Uh, they, you're killing me. Smalls like they, you got to do it, you know, like on the, on the weekend where I'm busy doing like family stuff
1: this weekend, you're going to do a big run. Come on. Come on, man. I know. Man.
0: Oh, I know. Well. It it so, is. so
1: much, so, so much to do, but let's hit these notable releases, Seth. Let's do it. First one. Uh, yes. first and
0: foremost, man. Yes. We got to talk a little bit about Anna Lynn, which shadow dropped, during the Gorilla Collective, and if you guys have been paying attention to us on social media here on the YouTube channel, did a did a spotlight, you know, here on the YouTube channel of the game, and our friend Tony Grayson from Summit Sphere reached out last week and was like, "Hey, we have this game that we're publishing called Annalyn. It's this kind of like arcadey, like Pac Man meets Spelunky sort of thing, and uh, it's shadow dropping during Gorilla Collective Showcase. We would love to work with you guys and spotlight this game, so." Uh, we were able to do exactly that so again there's a video on the YouTube channel right now uh, we're going to be talking about it much more on the main show all on a Nintendo podcast again if you're watching on YouTube links are in the video description to that podcast where in our indie showcase this week you'll get to hear an interview with the game's creator Cruz Elroy um, and that's a, that's a great interview a great conversation yeah, super Cruz awesome was dude yeah, yeah, so much fun, um, and so like it's it's awesome to get to you know cover the game in this way. Uh, we're we're honored that Tony thought of us for this, and uh, and it, and it was great. Cruz is deserving of of all the attention that that he can get. Aniline is a special, special game, and and uh, it's
1: five bucks. It's five
0: bucks. It's five bucks, guys. Like if you even like arcade, you know, retro experiences, even a little bit, just buy it. Honestly. Yeah. Like if, it's you, so if you
1: still have fond memories of playing those old coin-op machines from the mid-80s, you know, the Galagas, the Pac-Mans, you know, all those classic arcade-style games, I think you're really, really going to dig Annalyn. And, because it's being published by Summit Sphere, <laughs> Anton's playable. <laughs> Anton from
0: Anton Blast is playable in the game and it's uh, it's really, really great. And yeah. um, in addition to that in the Nintendo Switch version of the game exclusively you can play the game in vertical mode Tate mode or whatever they call it. Yeah, flip it and play it the way it's meant to be played in traditional arcade fashion and it's really uh, cool. it looks beautiful on the OLED screen uh, it's just a great, great little game, man. I'm super excited. And again, yep. uh, interview with Cruz Elroy on the podcast tomorrow. Look forward to that. Uh, Bleak Sword DX, speaking of Devolver Digital, yeah. I don't know why something like this wasn't given more love at the Devolver Direct, but that came out on the Nintendo Switch. And this game looks really cool. It's getting well-reviewed. It looks like a very like sort of like pixel art, kind of like you're playing a pixel art character fighting pixel art monsters in a 3d environment. Um, these sort of like diorama esque spaces, but it's kind yeah, of, like, they look
1: really cool. It's like, it's, black, it's white, almost and like red a red. Yeah. Palette. It, it's yeah. almost like an isometric Commodore 64 kind of thing. It looks really interesting. It looks yeah. really
0: cool. The visual style alone looks yeah. sick. And I, I really would like to play this one. Uh, looks great. Uh, harmony, the fall of reverie, uh, also dropped, which is a pretty major release. Um, that one also featuring music by Lena rain. And like that alone, I didn't know you want to play it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, that, I believe I'm trying to verify it here. Yeah. That's a don't nod game. So really, I mean, this is don't nod and Lena rain making a game. And I'm, I'm kind of like sold just from that alone.
1: That's so, interesting. I didn't know that. I might yeah. have to check that out. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's that one that's like I think the gameplay it's like a visual novel but the gameplay is kind of like a like a strange like sports game. I think we saw it at like a at, at a indie world or something recently. But yeah, it came out this week. It was so, you know, that that's a thing. I, that <laughs> kind of snuck up on me.
1: That's a uh, thing. Uh, but one thing I want to highlight really quick from this past week Is uh, you guys know I'm also a big shmup fan, and Raiden Trad 3 Cross Mikado Maniacs came out this week. So if you're a big arcadey style shmup fan, if you remember the old like Raiden Trad and 19, like all those old games, the top down shmups, uh, you may want to check this one out. It is a little pricey, $29.99, but uh, I have a lot of love for the Raiden Trad series. And uh, this one, a new release from NIS America, who also does. Uh, R type final now and and all that stuff. So they're uh, they're they're doing their darnest to keep that genre alive, and I love them for it. But that released on the Nintendo Switch this past week as well.
0: Nice, nice. Those are the notable releases, folks. Let us know what you're playing. Yeah. this weekend, play Anilin. It better be Anilin. <laughs> better be. <laughs> let us know what you're
1: playing. As long as it's Aniline. yeah. Let you're us right. know what you guys are up to this week and reach out to us on Facebook and on Twitter at all-in podcast. Make sure to join our phenomenal Discord community over in Go figure, Discord. Make sure to like and follow our YouTube channel right here at youtube.com slash podcast. at the subscribe button, the bell button, all that good stuff, because you are not going to want to miss a single one of our weekly news updates. In addition to all the other stuff that Seth and I put up on, mostly Seth puts up on the YouTube channel, he put up a video of Anna Lynn, if you want to check that out. He also put up a video of uh, another game that he played this past week called... Uh, uh, killer this Frequency. One was, yeah, it was yeah. yeah you, Tartar's key was last week, killer frequency was this week. That's right. So yeah. yeah. We got so many videos going up on the, the YouTube channel I can't even keep track. So oh, make snap. sure to check out the, yeah, so make sure to check out the YouTube channel. In addition to all that, all the content that we create, we actually create exclusive content for our patrons. We do.
0: Patreon.com slash all-in podcast, the place to be. Three tiers of support. You can head over get the seven-day free trial to the Golden Banana tier, which would get you access to All-In SideQuest and the $2 Hero Cast, two exclusive podcasts. All-In quest is our Nintendo show. So we cover the Nintendo stuff here, but if you want a even deeper breakdown of Summer Game Fest, you can get a, uh, a look at that from All-In SideQuest uh, as well. And we do that every single week. There's all kinds of stuff. Our Triforce tier supporters get discounts on merch at bit.ly slash all in merch. We got shirts. We got mugs. We got stickers. So head over there and pick yourself up some of that. And that's a great way to throw a few bones our way for our hard work. You can also leave us reviews if you're listening on the podcast feed. Five star reviews are very, very appreciated. We love you very much and appreciate you on that. Um and yeah, again, the main show is dropping tomorrow. Um and uh yeah, listen to that, Eric's Eric's holding his his Wander Song Bard plushie for for good luck, <laughs>
1: for good luck. <laughs> yes, the Bard brings me luck. But yeah, for uh, all of our amazing patrons, we just want to send a mi- uh, big thank you to you guys for everybody who has dropped words, who have reviewed us on whatever podcasting service or video service you consume our content on, and for everybody who has just shared our content, interacted with our content any way, shape, or form across the internet. We just want to say. Namaste.
0: Namaste indeed, everybody have a great weekend. Tune into the podcast tomorrow, which is going to be uh, a great episode. We're doing a developer spotlight on Grezzo tomorrow, which is where uh, super I, fun.
1: Where I stay completely composed. <laughs> where Eric is completely composed the entire time. And completely and, uh, level-headed and not sensationalizing anything at all. No. Or blowing things out of proportion or anything. It was still, it was a great conversation.
0: It was fun. It was great to spot them It was a lot of fun. Uh, We're doing a top five on the top five yo-yos in Nintendo history for National Yo-Yo Day. And of course, spoiler alert, I'm number one. (laughs) <laughs> and then, of course, a big blowout uh, in the indie showcase uh, for Anna Lynn with an interview with the the Games Creator Cruz Alroy. So, really fun show. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, links are in the video description to check out that podcast. We will see you there. Have a great weekend, Bowza. Uh, Sam was here in the chat. Lockless shout out to everybody who watched us live. We love you all very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye.